A bipartisan bill has been proposed in the Senate that would prohibit members of Congress and the president from trading stocks. Should we pass this bill into law? That's the question we'll be answering here on the left wing. I'm John Cooper from Counterpoint Politics, and today I'm joined by three special guests. First up is returning guest TJ from Powers Taken Not Given. Uh, We also have Ethan Taylor, executive producer of the Voidcast podcast, and Rory Myers, aka the Versed Hippie, host of the very same Voidcast podcast. Uh, Let's get into it here. Democratic Democratic Senator Kristen Gillibrand is teaming up with Republican Senator Josh Josh Hawley uh, to introduce Banned Stock Trading for Government Officials Act. Uh, No acronym there, TJ. Uh, I think they did that specifically for you. Uh, (laughs) This bill bill will seek out uh, to not just ban every member of Congress, but also the president, the vice president, and senior executive branch officials from trading stocks. And it will also get rid of major loopholes in past uh, possible bills by also prohibiting their spouses from trading stock, as well as prohibiting them from trading in a blind trust. Uh, to put the extent of the problem with congressional stock trading in context, I'm going to throw a few facts out here for you guys. Uh, all of these stats come from Unusual Whales, whose incredibly thorough report on congressional trading drew international attention in 2021 and kind of set the wheels in motion for this bill. So first, in 20, 2022, members of Congress traded over three quarters of a billion dollars worth of assets. In in total, both Democrats and Republicans beat the market by staggering amounts. As we know, in 2022, it was a bad year for trading stocks with the SPY, uh, the ETF which tracks the S&P 500, down a total of 18.2%. Despite this, congressional Democrats were down only 1.76% last year, and Republicans were actually up 0.38%. The two biggest winners were Democrat Debbie Schultz and Republican Patrick Fallon, who were both up 50%. Uh, Some particularly suspect trades include several Congress members who made a killing off of defense stocks while simultaneously voting to spend billions on the war in Ukraine. Uh, The most egregious offenders were as follows. Uh, First, we have Republican John Rutherford, who bought 15,000 in Raytheon stock on the day of the Russian invasion while sitting on the House Committee of Appropriations and its Subcommittee on Military Construction, Veterans and Related Agencies, which has jurisdiction over the DOD. House Republican Deanna Harshbarger. Harsh Barger, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that name, and Senate Republican, oh, look at that, Tommy Tuberville, uh, each bought 15000 in Northrop Gunman uh, while sitting on the Homeland Security and Armed Forces Committees, respectively. And my favorite is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who bought $15,000 worth of Lockheed Martin two days before the Russians invaded, and then willingly tweeted that very next day, quote, war and rumors of war is incredibly profitable and convenient. Uh, so oh, good lord um wow. yeah <laughs> right um, this bill has a long way to go before it becomes law but it's very promising that we're seeing a bipartisan effort from relatively high-ranking members of congress so um tj i'll throw this to you first what are your thoughts all right so i am not quite as optimistic about uh this bill uh, because previously, so there is a law in place right now against uh, members of Congress and stock trading. Mm-hmm. They can own stock and they can trade in stock. However, the the law states that they can't conduct insider trading like anyone else, basically. Wow. But uh, it's very hard to prove insider trading. It's difficult. You know, you 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 need some pretty rock solid evidence and. 
they get around it all the time. And my and I like your examples you brought, John, because I I brought one too. Uh, <laughs> back in 2020, there was a senator in Georgia named Kelly Leffler. She was she was not like a regular politician. She was appointed to the position, and she she lost the uh, general election when she was up. But while she was senator, she did. Uh, she was a member of the Senate Health Committee. And the Senate Health Committee met on January 24th, 2020 to bring up the issue of COVID that no one knew about at the time. That very day, she started selling stock. And she continued to sell stock until March 11th. And in that time, she sold $20 million of stock right before the stock market crashed. And no one did a goddamn thing about it. I mean, it's obvious what happened. And she skirted around it. Now, the bill that we have in place is interesting also because I don't think it has a, a lot of power to it. Uh, members of Congress can still trade and own stock, which is nonsense. That, that, that shouldn't be allowed at all. But if they are caught, uh, you know, doing something uh, uh, untoward, the penalties are as follows. $500 for not reporting a transaction, huge. Uh, uh, and um, for members of Congress, if they violate the rules, they will be fined, but for sitting down, 10% of the investment value. That, that's what they will lose. Now, uh, if you remember the executive branch, president, vice president, uh, officials, uh, they theirs are a little stronger. They have to forfeit the stock profits or uh, pay a fine of $10,000, whichever one is greater. And I can't imagine why that doesn't apply to Congress as well. If like, if you break the rules- Because Congress is making the law. Because they're making <laughs> yeah. and, and so, and so uh, the, the original uh, stock law, that passed like 96 to three. And that had bipartisan support too in the Senate, but there's not a lot of teeth to it. So- I'm of the opinion that not only should Congress members not be able to trade in stock, I, I am not convinced the stock market needs to exist. Like it doesn't, and uh, it's it's gambling for rich people. That's what it is, and it's gambling on retirement for everybody else. It's you know the world has existed, our human civilization has existed for thousands of years. Most of the time, there was no stock market, and there was international trade. There were businesses, people made money, there was commerce. It is not necessary. So uh, I guess it's a step in the right direction. And by everyone, everyone in Congress is aware that people don't like the fact that politicians can uh, buy and sell stock. And so it's kind of a message to say, oh, look, we're trying to fix the problem. But I don't think it will. A bold claim there, TJ. I, I got thoughts on it, but I, I want to hear from, uh, from Rory and Ethan first. So I... I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk this up to uh, the base category. Obviously, people that are people that are legislating on economic and corporate policy should not have personal stake in the corporations. That's just basic corruption 101 right there. Uh, I do agree with TJ that this bill uh, may, probably doesn't have much of a chance of passing, and then even the bill that is in formation is kind of kind of weak doesn't really have a whole lot of teeth in it the penalties aren't really that strong especially for a crime as egregious as uh, corruption of the federal <laughs> politic um and to the point of the existence of the stock market i i'm going to preface by saying i consider myself to be a socialist 
And I'm not necessarily against the idea of public trading. I am against the idea of creating public trading that is monopolized and controlled by private interest. It kind of feels contradictory to the point of having a publicly traded company. I, I really liked Bernie Sanders' uh, policy that he pushed through a few years ago when he was campaigning in, I believe, the 2020 primary. It was your 2020-2016 primary. One of the policies that he uh, tried pushing through was to force uh, uh, stock boards to include 60% of overall stock ownership to the bottom 90% of employees, essentially giving the employees more direct involvement of stock decisions. I, I do think in the modern economy, there is a need for the stock market, at least in the short term, until we can move towards a position of not needing uh, private ownership of commerce. And I think if that system does exist, we should have uh, workers controlling it democratically from the bottom up rather than an autocratic method like we have in the modern corporate system where decisions are made from like the top 10 people in a company of 50,000, 60,000 people minimum. Like, and we're talking giant corporations, Walmart, uh, uh, ExxonMobil, giant corporations that are decisions are being made exclusively for the benefit of those rich executives going right back into the self-interest thing and uh, rounding back to the main point of, uh, con congressional people and executive uh, presidential members and cabinet members being able to directly trade in stocks. I think just like business ownership, there should be a complete down the line severing. If you're running for public office, you have no stake in a private company, period. That's it. Anything past that line in my mind is corruption. And to the point of it's difficult to prove insider trading. That is 100% correct. I mean, it's it's just like our election laws. They make it so intentionally weak that you have to like almost prove a Nixon-esque quick pro quo in order to even get anybody on, on charges. And even when you have that evidence, they don't get charged. There, nobody ever actually enforces it. It's just a giant system of self-interest of these uh, special interest groups working within each other and creating this public facade of, oh, we're... We, we care about corruption. We are being transparent and then doing the most anti-democratic, anti-transparent actions possible in order to keep their wealth and improve the wealth of the people funding their very campaigns. I, I'm going to address the do we need a stock market things. I wasn't expecting this conversation to go. I know this is a left wing, but it's pretty damn far left. Um, but I want to like go back to the beginning of this because I feel like this is one of those issues that is very bipartisan. I feel like I hear all the time from conservatives, like one of the few things they will always, almost always agree with me on is, yeah, it's dumb for members of Congress to trade stock. And I know I hear some of them parrot talking points like, oh, why shouldn't they be allowed to do this? Because they're fucking public servants. Like that, that that's part of the job. Like they, they make a sacrifice to do this very important job that is very important to everyone. Well, um, oh, also they, they craft policies that directly affect businesses. And so mm, like, exactly. they, they could control the interests of, uh, of, of the market. Yeah, exactly. it's, like, it's obvious. <laughs> it's, it's, not even, it's not even the trading itself. It's just having the stake yes. will affect their decision, just like it would you or me, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. if, if I was making a decision and I stood to gain $5 million, if I, I don't know, let the war in Ukraine go on for another month, I'd probably do it. And of course. You know, hundreds of people <laughs> yeah. might die. But like, yeah, no, I guess if you're gonna like fucking press me, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the five million dollars. Ethan, I know you're kind of our resident normie conservative. 
Um, are, are you, is this also how you think? Like, do, do you also think that you know stock trading for members of Congress is kind of ludicrous? 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. And these are the conversations that I love to have when uh, left and right can come together and agree on things. And if you notice, mainstream media doesn't like to cover stories like these because this type of thing happens. And if they let that go on for too long, we'll turn against them and uh, things could get a little bit chaotic. Um, <clears throat> and then that's kind of what we push over on our show is uh, it's just like being able to have these come together conversations and realize that uh, these people are puppets. They're in it for personal profits. And um, and they're they're ultimately out to turn us against each other. So we won't turn on them. I, so, yeah, I, I 100 percent agree with this. I genuinely believe that if like someone ran for a Senate or House seat in a kind of purple area on the just single it, this single issue, they'd probably win. Um, oh, yeah. And, and yes, I highly recommend someone do that because I, I genuinely think that's a winning strategy in a lot of areas of this country um, to kind of address this. <laughs> do we need a stock market thing? Um, I actually will take the opposing view on that, TJ. Um, I think that I think that the correct answer when it comes to economics and most things in general is somewhere in the middle, right? And one of the problems, like if you look back to the USSR, right? And it, there's this kind of myth that like, oh, the the communist government couldn't compete because they weren't productive enough. No, they were more, it, it, probably even more productive, like just total productivity wise, more productive than the American capitalist economy. The problem was it was more difficult to, to uh, know what demand was because it was a totally centralized economy having a middle ground where people can like there is value in investing and and being able to judge uh how companies are growing and is it perfect hell no obviously from all of the bubbles and everything that we've seen it is not perfect but there is value to be able to use you know stock price as a way of tracking whether a business is doing well or not, and having a vehicle for the public to invest in and and be able to have a stake in these companies, I think that it would be wrong to centralize it and completely get rid of it. I would be more, I, I think that kind of what Rory suggested, like Bernie's um, solution of having public ownership in a stock market where people can still trade you know, their assets uh, and their stocks and have that uh, value indicator on an open market, but also make sure that it is its purpose is to benefit the employees of the company and other public stakeholders. I think that is the correct solution. I think going as far as limiting the stock market, maybe one day, you know, living in Whoa. Star Trek communist utopia. Um, but like, but like in, in my lifetime, I, I don't see that as being a practical solution. And well, I, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I did want to add to to my point, uh, and I I am I agree with your sentiment of the stock market at, as an entity probably isn't the best, nor is the the broader capitalist market as it is. And I'm not anti market. I'm just anti uh, uh, autocratic controlled markets. Mm -hmm. I still believe there still needs to be some kind of elasticity within the market. There still needs to be some kind of organic demand within that. I'm not in favor of a full control economy like the USSR or like modern China, but policies like what Bernie would put in would be essentially the, the small stone on top of a hill that would snowball and 
create this giant effect of essentially ejecting injecting democracy within uh the the economy and within private commerce uh so my contention um with the idea that the stock market would discourage investment is that it's conflating investing and stock ownership when there can be a clear line of demarcation between those two concepts you can invest in a company but not buy ownership of the company there's nothing stopping that like you put x amount of dollars in and you get paid on the return of your investment now like the what the stock market is is i give you money and I buy an imaginary share of nothing. That means I own the profits for this company in perpetuity. That doesn't make sense to me. Like it doesn't. Like you, you put the money in. Sure, you're entitled to well, entitled. But I mean, you you take the risk and you get the investment back if you get uh if it does make money. But why does that mean you own part of the company? That that part I don't think is, is necessary. Now, the stock market does help facilitate. It does uh, facilitate like international markets and trades, and it's an easy system to well, easy. I mean, it's a it's a efficient system to track. Relatively easy compared to past systems. Yeah, it's sure. efficient to track, but it's a uh, it's a, uh, a a sufficient. Uh, answer to the problem, but it's not a necessary one. And that's, that's where I'm coming from because uh, someone, just because they have money, they can buy the, the chance to make more money without doing anything. And that's that's the part that I'm against. Not investment it, itself, yeah. It, it, I, I, I do completely agree. I really do. I just, I, I don't think that we could just like overnight, just like flip no. the system on its head. We There has to no. be some kind of gradual progression towards, oh, towards that towards that and it, it, it like like 90 percent of my goals are 500 years away like i i understand yeah. that but uh like the cons i i think that we're just married to this idea that you know this the stock market exists well of course it has to and yeah. i was like no it doesn't <laughs> it, it's it's just it's just being married to this idea that there has to be private ownership yes john you said something and i uh it was my turn was already over and you guys kind of went deep in this, but uh, <laughs> you said if somebody ran on uh, basically what I was talking about with the media dividing us so we don't turn on them, uh, you said they would run, they would, they would win uh, the presidential election probably. Oh, I, I, I would. Okay. I don't think they'd win the president. Well, they could theoretically in the future, but presidential election. No, <laughs> I don't think a sing any single issue candidate well, it, can win a presidential election. It already happened. It already. Are you talking about Trump? Yeah, Donald Trump did it. Donald Trump did not put. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, he one hundred percent did run on that campaign. No, he ran. Well, all okay, right. Couple I mean, not, 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 not specifically. specifically. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You talk to a Trump voter in 2016 and ask them why they are voting for Trump and give their top five reasons. Do you think that would be in their top five? I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I do not believe you think that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Right, the Trump voter would have a, a very concrete and well thought out critique of the current economic I, system. No, yeah, I, no, okay, okay. No I, I think I think there is there's a reasonable middle ground here. I think that Ethan has a point that Trump did run on draining the swamp. What whether or not he actually did that, and the answer is not. But like he didn't mm -hmm. do that. Clearly, we're still here after four years of Trump. He didn't push to you know stop congressional stock trading. I mean, he personally profited so much by retaining ownership of his company that he used 
for like he is the shining example of why yeah. this doesn't work. He was take, like, just look at what ha- we, we invested millions of dollars into Marilago because he was using it during the presidency just mm-hmm. to keep him safe, yep. you know. Um, so like, like he is the shining example of why this kind of thing is bad. But I will say he did run on that mentality. I do think while this specific issue wasn't necessarily like top of the list thematically. You know, a lot of the Trump supporters would support something like this ideologically. Yeah. You know, and and it is part of what Trump was hitting at in his campaign, not so much his presidency, but in his campaign, he was hitting on that. These congressmen, these, you know, the swamp is corrupt and we need to drain it. And I do think to kind of speak to Ethan's point, uh, someone who took that can take it in the Republican conservative direction and make it palatable to them or take it in the Democratic, you know, more liberal direction and make it palatable to them. That's why I say a presidency single issue is difficult. But as a House representative, you know, a single issue, I'm going to make this my job to make sure we pass legislation that bans Congress from trading stock. And that is all that you're voting for me to do. I think there are many uh, districts in this country where that campaign can win a, a congressional seat. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, there, there's this, there's this idea within the traditional Democratic establishment that the Democrats in these swing areas and these purple areas they have to, they have to be moderate or like right leaning because then they're not going to appeal to it. But like ninety percent of all recent primaries where you have progressives running in these swing and more conservative districts that run on true populist and progressive policy, they do better than the traditional corporate Democrats. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's this old Clintonite authoritarian model that the DNC is trying to use and choke out its own, its own candidates. And that's, that's specifically in the need of, creating more capital for for the donor class for the people that fund the private institution known as the dnc 